0: Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well, back in business, back in Medine. Super excited to get back into live streams. We've got some big news here. Moody's downgrades another five banks. And to give you some context, they did that just before First Republic went bust a few months ago. So let's get right over to CNBC and check this out. They've got some great charts that show pretty much why the banks are struggling. And one of the many reasons why I think we're probably in inning six or seven of this banking crisis. I don't think we're in inning eight or nine yet, but let's get over to CNBC and check this out. The title of this story just came out today, August 9th. These charts show... What what has Moody's worried about regional banks, including U.S. Bank and Fifth Third. So uh, if you haven't been following this, Moody just downgraded a bunch of banks. And this was recently. This wasn't going back to March. This was right in August here. In fact, I think they just did this today. So Wednesday, August 9th, the day prior uh, to the CPI coming out. Key talking points, new issues highlighted by Moody's uh, new issues. What? Okay, when you see the issues that they're having, these are by no means new issues. Maybe they <laughs> this is new for CNBC. Okay, we've been talking about these issues for quite some time. It's I'm glad to see the people over at Moody's have finally caught on. So, new issues <laughs> highlighted by Moody's may cast a may cast a pall over banks? I'm not the most educated person, but I've never heard of that word, pall. Huh. Maybe leave me a comment in the chat. Let me know, what does that mean? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I thought I had a decent vocabulary. I guess not. They've been forced to pay customers more for deposits at a pace that outstrips growth and what they earn from loans. So you guys know how the banking system works from watching my videos. Pretty easy, actually. They just borrow short at low interest rates, and they lend long-term at higher interest rates. And so... If that delta is squeezed, so are their profit margins. Or on that, just a moment. The boost from higher rates was fleeting, evaporating in the first quarter of this year when bank failures jolted depositors out of their complacency and growth in net interest margin turned negative. I like how they say that. Growth in net interest margin turned negative. Negative. So they're not, they're making it seem like the net interest margin was uh, started to decrease, <laughs> but it wasn't that they really started to decrease it, the growth decreased. But now I think it actually is decreasing, regardless of what type of bizarre word salad CNBC wants to use to describe that. <laughs> and company specific reports, Moody's said that it placed U.S. Bank under review for a downgrade for reasons including the rising deposit costs and increased use of wholesale funding. So their net. Bu- bottom line for you business owners are their margins are, are shrinking and they're shrinking fast. So you think about that, their margins are shrinking and they're giving out fewer loans. So what does that do to profitability? So Moody's ratings uh, and outlook look warnings on a swath of us banks. This week shows that industry still faces pressures under the collapse of Silicon Valley bank. So here's Anna Arsov global co-head of banking at Moody's banks kept their deposits but they did so at a cost. So yeah, that's that's simple, but that's a very good point that we see in the mainstream media. Oh, this banking crisis, it's old news. The Fed solved the problem. Nothing to see here, move along. And one of the statistics they give is that, oh, well, there's no more deposit flight out of these banks. But what they fail to tell you is... At what cost? Sure, those deposits might not be leaving. That's because the banks came out and said, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Time out!" <laughs> Before you take your deposit over to J.P. Morgan, remember they're only going to pay you fifty basis points. We'll pay you four point five basis points. Uh, or excuse me, uh, they'll only pay you fifty basis points. We'll pay you four point five percent, four hundred and fifty basis points. Excuse me. And then the depositor says, "Oh well, in that case, okay, I'll go ahead and keep my money here at X Y Z Regional Bank." Uh, but then, so then, what CBDC, CNBC reports is that oh look, well there's no more deposit flight. Yeah, right. But what happens to their margin? Because let's say they can lend at five point nine percent, but now instead of borrowing at fifty basis points, they have to borrow at four point five percent. Well, you don't have to be a math genius to figure out that that's very close to not being profitable on any loans. And then you got to think that through. If they're far less profitable, they're lending a lot less. Well, not only what does that do to their their profit mar- or their profit overall, but what does that do to money creation? What does that do to liquidity? What does that do for all of these uh, individuals out in the real economy that are trying to produce goods and services that need to roll over their debt? You say, well, George, they might have higher interest rate costs. Okay, that's true, but a lot of them aren't going to be able to roll over that debt because the bank's are going to be risk off to a a massive degree because their margins shrink so much that now if they give a loan, they've, they've got to be very, very careful because they're not going to have that buffer. They're not going to have that profit buffer to absorb losses from other loans. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks, and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. shrinking margins. And this is the chart that I used on the thumbnail. The blue line at the top represents median loan yield. So this is basically kind of the average of what banks could lend money out, uh, what they could get paid for loans that they were creating. Let's just say a mortgage, a car loan, you know, uh, maybe a commercial real estate loan, et cetera. So back in 2019, this number was about 4.9%, call it 5%. But look at what they were borrowing. So their median cost of deposit is this light blue line that was 60 basis points point So they had a very good margin there. So a lot of people say, oh, well, George, you know, this inversion of the yield curve really impacted the banks even prior to 2022 or whatnot, because we remember back in 2019 for a a bit, the curve was inverted, or at least very flat. But it wasn't really true because although the treasury curve was flat, banks, their personal yield curve was quite steep because they were paying such a low rate to depositors, but yet they're able to charge a reasonably, a relatively high rate to borrowers. But then that went down in uh, during the of sickness, as you would imagine, when the Fed dropped rates. But then their median loan yield went down as well. So that delta shrank a little bit. But then what we saw is right at the beginning of 2022, what they were able so the Fed starts raising rates. But what's interesting is the rate that they would lend increased quite dramatically. But you'll notice that the blue line, eh, not so much. And I'm sure most of you that uh have a bank account at Wells Fargo or B of A or whatever, maybe you are in the in the market for a mortgage or a home loan. I'm sure you remember this time in 2022 where you're like, wait a minute here, the Fed is raising rates. I hear everybody talking talking about rates are going up, rates are going up, rates are going up. The rate on my checking account isn't going up. The interest rate the bank is paying me, that ain't going up. So the interest rates that I get are staying the same, but the interest rates I have to pay (laughs) are going up. Why is this? Well, a lot of it has to do with quantitative easing. There being so many reserves in the system that most of the banks, especially the big banks, they don't need your deposits. They don't have to compete for your deposits at all. That's not the cheapest form of funding. So they can just keep their deposit rate very, very low because they could care less as to how many deposits they actually have. But once the stuff starts hitting the fan in March of 2023, now all of a sudden that's changing. And by the way, it started to change uh, before then. So this is an average of what checking deposits are receiving so median cost of deposits so uh, around an average you know something in the middle let's say and keep in mind this it isn't really fair because it, there's so many extremes in there that you just look at this 1.1% and assume that everyone's right around there but that's not true because the Wells Fargo's of the world are at 20 basis points but these other banks are at let's say 3% or 2% 2.5 which gives you something in the middle Around one, it seems rather benign, but for that bank that now has to pay 2.5, that is not a a benign number. Uh, That number is highly impactful, very significant. So I would assume that uh, this, I don't know what Silicon Valley Bank was paying on their liabilities, but my guess is they had to pay more and more and more. And this definitely impacted their, or, or this definitely contributed to their decline. And I'd say the same thing for Signature, First Republic, most likely West, which basically went bust a couple of weeks ago. And then the Kansas Heartland Bank is the one that just went bust last week that we reported on on this channel. But now it's all the way, and by the way, this is just as of Q2. So it doesn't look like they have real-time numbers here, which I would assume this would have gone up massively. So if it was at 1.5% in Q2, wow, wow. I would assume now it's probably up north of two, maybe even north of 2.5%. So the, the big takeaway here is you can see that now they're able to lend at 5.9%, but this is going up at a fast rate as well. And I would assume that in this quarter that we don't have yet, so Q3 and then looking into Q4, this number will likely flatten out. Now, I'm I'm pointing at the blue line here as far as what they'll be able to lend at. But this number, especially for the regional banks, will continue to move up and move up very, very quickly to where that net interest margin is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So their profit on each loan decreases, and therefore their willingness to take risk decreases. And that trickles through the entire economy because all these businesses that need to roll over their debt or that they need liquidity. Now they're not going to be able to get it. If they can get it, it's going to be at a much higher interest rate because they're going to have to increase the risk premium. Let's look at some of these other charts. They're fantastic here. So you can see the median net interest margin pretty much exactly what we were talking about. It goes down a very, very low here. Uh, Then it just skyrockets and now it's coming right back down. And when it's coming back down, of course, this is when we're seeing stress in the banking system. And i I don't see why it would continue to go down, which would lead me to believe that there'll be continued stress in the banking system, especially when you combine this with the issues that they're having in commercial real estate. All right, guys, that's what's going on in the banking system. More Moody's downgrades, definitely a story that we'll stay on top of on this channel, so stay tuned. As always, make sure that you're having an awesome afternoon. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. I'll see you in the next.